0: Hey, Faithful Listener, welcome to Season 6 of the Bible Explained Podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of John. Hello and good morning, Faithful Listeners. We are in John chapter 17 today. We are talking about the second portion of this beautiful prayer that Jesus prays for you and for me. Before he goes to the cross. So, we're talking about part two today. And if you haven't caught the first part, I did that on Tuesday. So, I recommend going over there and listening to the first part of this prayer that Jesus prays. So, I'm going to start in verse 12 today. And like I said, this is a continuation of Tuesday's episode. I'll be reading out of the W E B as per usual. But make sure to grab your cup of coffee this morning or whatever else you are choosing to drink. And also, let me know, do you listen to the podcast in the morning or do you listen to it at night or in the afternoon? I don't know. I'd love to hear what time of day you listen to the podcast. So answer that question, please, and introduce yourself. You're going to find all of the information to contact me in the description of this podcast episode. And I love hearing from you guys. If you have a question, if you have a prayer request, if you want to introduce yourself, if you want to answer the question that I sometimes give you guys, please contact me and you'll find that information in the description. But okay, let's jump into John 17, 12 through 19. Actually, guys, just for context, I'm going to start in verse 11. So here's what it says. I am no more in the world, but these are in the world and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them through your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are while i was with them in the world i kept them in your name i have kept those whom you have given me none of them is lost except the son of destruction that the scriptures might be fulfilled but now i come to you and i say these things in the world that they may have my joy made full in themselves i have given them your word the world hated them because they are not of the world even as i am not of the world i pray not that you would take them from the world but that you would keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, even so I have sent them into the world. For their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they themselves also may be sanctified in truth. So starting on verse 12, Jesus is praying to the Father about the disciples. And he says, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. I have kept those whom you have given me. None of them is lost except the son of destruction. So regarding the 12 disciples, Jesus kept them. This means that for his time in his ministry before the death on the cross, he traveled with the disciples, he taught them, he guided them into truth, and he basically revealed the father to them on so many different occasions. And in this way, Jesus says that he kept the disciples and none of them were lost except for one, the son of destruction. And there was a reason for this, that one was lost because it was said about in scripture, it was prophesied that the son of destruction would betray the Messiah. And that, of course, ended up being Judas, one of the twelve who is considered to be the son of destruction. So some people might wonder, was Judas just a helpless victim of prophecy? Since Jesus says here that Judas was basically prophesied about that he would betray Jesus. So basically did Judas have no choice because it was just prophesied about that Judas was going to be the one who would betray Jesus. And my answer to that is I believe no. It is very clear in scripture that we all have free will. Free will means that we can make our own choices. Otherwise, there wouldn't be verses like in Joshua, which we're talking about right now, where Joshua tells the people to choose this day who you will serve. So if God gives us a choice, that means we all have free will. Judas had a choice. He had a choice in all of it. And if you'll notice, Judas went and talked to the priest before Satan even entered into Judas. In fact, Satan didn't even enter into Judas until the Last Supper. So Judas made the choice himself. He made the choice to go and betray Jesus. And then, of course, Satan used that and worked alongside Judas to further betray Jesus and uh, bring the priests out, which we're about to talk about in the next couple chapters here of John. But Judas made his own choice, God knows the choices we are all going to make well in advance. And personally, I don't believe God often intervenes in those choices. And that's why there's so much corruption in the world. At a certain point, God will intervene, as we've been seeing in the Old Testament, where the Israelites get so corrupt that eventually God uh, does everything that he said he was going to do. And he's like, "Okay, I have had enough with all of you guys. I have had enough with the corruption And here you go. Here is everything that I told you I would do because you haven't stopped. God will intervene eventually, but I don't believe he often does because it is free will. It is free choice. So Judas had a choice to betray Jesus, but it was prophesied about that Judas would in fact do it because God knew in advance what Judas was going to do. So none of them is lost except the son of destruction that the scriptures might be fulfilled. And obviously, Judas was talked about in scripture. One of those scriptures being Psalm 41, where the author of that psalm is saying, a friend of mine who eats at my table has turned against me completely. And Jesus actually quotes that psalm at the Last Supper before Judas went out and betrayed Jesus. Verse 13, but now I come to you and I say these things in the world that they may have my joy made full in themselves. So Jesus wants us to be joyful. He cares about our well-being and he cares about the state of our minds. And that's why he tells us all the time, you know, don't be anxious because the father knows everything about you. He knows what you need. He even counts every hair on your head. Like, don't worry because God has got you. So Jesus very much cares about our well-being. He doesn't want us to have like an anxious mind and this fear all the time because fear eats us up, doesn't it? Some of the the most depressed people I know, (laughs) I'm laughing because this includes myself sometimes when I go into like too many politics. But when I read the news too much, I get very, very depressed. (laughs) And a lot of people that I know who are very depressed people often uh, pay attention to the news a little too much. But Jesus tells us to not be anxious. Don't be anxious about tomorrow. Don't be anxious for anything like cast those literally throw those anxieties onto God because Jesus wants us to have a peace of mind. I mean, what does it say that the spirit gives us? The spirit gives us Love and power and a sound mind. Like no anxiety, just a sound mind. So Jesus cares about the state of our being. He cares about our well-being. And so he prays to the Father that his followers might be able to experience this peace and joy. Then he says, I have given them your word. The world hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that you would take them from the world, but that you would keep them from the evil one. This was a very interesting verse to me. Jesus isn't praying that the Father takes us out of the world because Christians need to be in the world. We are literally the world's light. That's what Jesus says. Christians are the light of the world. You are the light of the world is what Jesus says. So if we're the light of the world... If God just like immediately zapped us into heaven the second we became saved, I think there would a, there would be a lot less people getting saved if Christians were just completely out of the world because Christians wouldn't be there to shine the light and to tell the truth. And the Holy Spirit uses us Christians to spread the truth and to tell people and convict people of their sins and to tell people about the savior that we have. So Christians are needed. That's why Jesus tells us to go out into all the world and to preach the gospel to every single creature because we're needed and the world actually needs us. We don't need the world. Christians don't need the world, but the world needs us. Even if they don't want to admit it, (laughs) the world needs Christianity. The world needs Jesus. And we are the messengers of Jesus. So Jesus says, I ask you, Father, not to take them out of the world, but to give them strength and keep them from the evil one. So basically, the evil one, in other words, Satan, has no power against us. Jesus prays that we can remain strong, even though Satan is like on a rampage, doing as much destruction as he possibly can. Jesus prays to the Father that we can have protection and strength against the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. This word truth keeps coming up a whole lot, if you haven't noticed in the past uh, few weeks. Jesus keeps mentioning truth over and over and over again, because the truth is truly what's going to set you free. The truth gives us freedom. It gives us hope. And so many people don't have the truth. And that's why so many people are so hopeless. It's because they're believing and living in these lies. They don't have the truth. But the word of God is truth. That literally came from Jesus' own lips. That the Bible is truth. So if you believe in Jesus, you can't pick and choose out of the Bible. Or you can't say like, "Oh, this part of the Bible is fake and this part isn't," or this part was changed but this part wasn't. No, the entire word of God was truth. And Jesus says this right here, "Your word is truth." And we also know that the entire Bible was inspired by the Holy Spirit. It was inspired by God. And Jesus talked about the Old Testament and confirmed the Old Testament. The entire Bible is the truth, and if you believe Jesus's words, and if you believe in Jesus, then you have to believe that the Bible is completely true. Then verse eighteen and nineteen to conclude: As you send me into the world, even so I have sent them into the world. So there you go. That is why Christians are not taken out of the world because Jesus sends us into the world. We are supposed to live here because the world needs us. We have a very important role here on earth, even though it's not a. It's not an easy role. It's a very difficult purpose and a very difficult role because uh, because the average person does not like Christianity, but they need it. (laughs) They need it. And so Jesus sends us out into the world as his messengers, the messengers of the gospel. For their sakes, I sanctify myself that they themselves also may be sanctified in truth. There you go. Once again, that word truth and truth just keeps coming up. And we know that the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth. And if you have the Holy Spirit, you're going to believe in the truth. You're going to even begin to understand what the truth is. In fact, you're just going to have like little inklings sometimes where you're like, that doesn't sound quite right. I don't know exactly why it's not right, but it doesn't sound right. And that's the Holy Spirit talking to you saying, "Mm, no, that's not the truth. So when you hear those little messages from the Holy Spirit, listen a little closer. And even if you're not quite sure if something is the truth or not, keep searching for the truth. That's one of my favorite things, actually, to tell people who have questions, especially if they're like deeper questions that I can't quite answer at the time, or if they're just not quite getting a grasp on on, like a very difficult subject. I just tell them, keep searching for the truth because the the spirit the holy spirit is the truth. So if people are searching for the truth, they're eventually going to find the holy spirit, I believe. But they have to be searching, they have to be questioning, they have to really be wanting and thirsting for the truth. And so that's what I love to tell people, just keep searching for the truth. And so if any of you are questioning you know, parts of the Bible or you're like, I don't understand this part of the Bible or I just don't see how this other part of the Bible could possibly be true. I just ask you to keep searching for the truth because eventually if you're really truly searching for the truth, you're going to find it. Well, faithful listeners, thank you for tuning into this episode and spread the truth. Tell people about it. Tell people that the Bible Explained podcast exists. And a great way to actually spread the podcast is just by rating and reviewing it. And you can do that on Apple Podcasts. I think Spotify now and a handful of other uh, platforms allow rating and reviews. And that just helps the podcast get spread to more people. So faithful listeners, we're going to finish up this prayer on Tuesday. And the next part is Jesus specifically talking about you He prays for you. So tune in on Tuesday if you're interested to hear the last part of this prayer that Jesus says before he goes to the cross. But also tune in tomorrow for an episode. I almost said out of Deuteronomy, but we're in the book of Joshua now. So tune in for that as well. Faithful listeners, happy listening and God bless.